morning, everybody. It's so wonderful to see you all here this morning. It's a little bit cold, but that's okay. We're going to warm up and worship the Lord this morning, and that's what matters. So if you're watching here online with us, we'd like to just extend a special welcome to you. We're so glad that you're watching with us. Please comment. Let us know who you are, where you're watching from. We do have online hosts available for you, so you can reach out to them. There's a button there. They can pray with you. They can answer questions, whatever you may need. This morning, I'd like to just ask you all to just to stand with us, and uh, we're going to start singing together.
lift you higher. You are the only king forever, forevermore. You are victorious. You are the only king forever. Almighty God, we lift you higher. You are the only king forever, forevermore. You are Praise his name this morning. Thank you, Father.
Amen. You can be seated for a moment. What a great song to think about singing for the rest of the year, right? As we celebrate uh, this first Sunday of uh, 2024, uh, that would be a great prayer request to lay before our Heavenly Father. Help me to build a firm foundation around you. You Lead me in love to those around us. So that's our prayer as we move into this new year, that God would strengthen us and Help us to be effective at reaching our community for Christ as we move into this new year. And we're so glad that you are with us uh, today for this first Sunday. We're celebrating communion. And so if you're watching online with us this morning, we're glad that you are uh, with us. And uh, if you're in person, we are so glad to, uh, to see you. Uh, we have an opportunity to celebrate communion together this morning. I want to share a passage with you uh, from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning in verse 16. It says this, When one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. We see God... We see God with clarity. Now the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we who are with an unveiled face, we behold the glory of the Lord. And we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord, who is spirit. So there's a couple observations from this text as we prepare to celebrate communion together this morning. I think are important. Our freedom comes from the spirit of the Lord. It comes from understanding our need for a relationship with Christ. And when we enter into that relationship, we get to see God with clarity and there's freedom there. And so as we think about those things in our lives that hold us back, the things that cause us you know, stress and de-stress, as we think about those things that interfere with our relationship with Christ, we know that there's freedom that comes from who we are in Christ as we seek more of the Spirit in our life. And so as we move into this new year, we're praying for more of the Holy Spirit in our life. That's a great thing to pray for. And then also, um, we see that there's transformation that comes about as a result of who we are in Christ. And so we come together this morning, not just celebrating the fact that Christ died on the cross for our sins, and we have the assurance of spending eternity in heaven, but we also come realizing that transformation is a lifelong process. There's things that constantly trip us up, and we need to be praying for freedom and transformation uh, as well. And so as we come together to celebrate this First Communion, I think this is a great opportunity for us to pray for more of the Spirit of God in our life, to pray for more of the freedom that we have in Christ, and to to pray for transformation. And so we're going to invite you to come forward in just a few moments to uh, partake of communion together. There's two cups here, and and so you can take those cups back to your seat and take communion as the Lord leads. And if you have gluten-free allergies, we've got got gluten-free options for you on each end of the tables. Uh, And if you can't make it to the front, you just raise your hand, and a member of our communion team uh, will bring communion to you. But Jesus, when he was with those disciples at that Last Supper, lifted up that bread and said, this bread is reflective of my body. It's going to be broken for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Whenever you eat the bread, do this in remembrance of me. And then he lifted the cup up after they'd finished eating and said, this cup is reflective of my blood that's going to be shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. Whenever you eat this bread or you drink this cup, do this in remembrance of me. Let's participate together in communion this morning as we enter into this new year, praying for more of the Spirit of God, praying that God would transform us into the likeness of his Son. And that's a great way to enter into this new year. Father, I just thank you for this day you've given us today. And as we come together to take communion for this first Sunday of the year, we pray for more of your presence in our life. God, thank you for the work that was accomplished for us on the cross through Christ. I pray that you would continue to transform us into the likeness of your son. We look forward to all that you have for us as we prepare to enter this new year. We commit this time to you this morning for you and for your glory. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And so you can come forward as the Lord leads.
Father everlasting, the all-creating one, God Almighty. Through your Holy Spirit, conceiving Christ the Son, Jesus our Savior. I believe in God our Father. I believe in Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. Our God is three in one. I believe in the resurrection that we will rise again. For Judging, not offended, suffered and crucified. Forgiveness is in you. Descended into darkness, you rose in glorious light. Forever seated high. I believe, I believe in God our Father. saints communion and in your holy church i believe in the resurrection when jesus comes again for i believe in the name of jesus i believe in god our father i believe in christ the son i believe in the holy spirit In the name 
Heavenly Father, we just thank you this morning. God, every day we have nothing but praise to give you. For a God who has everything, who needs for nothing, you still desire the praise from our lips, the breath from our lungs. God, we are so grateful for what you've done on the cross, for shedding your blood. God, and for forgiving sinners who did not deserve it. All because you want a relationship with us. The God of all things, the creator of all things, wants nothing but a relationship with us. Father, we just can't thank you enough. We are so blessed. We're so blessed to have you with us through the lows of our life and through the highs. God, you'll never leave us, never forsake us. No matter how how much we may try to run away from you, to differentiate from the path that you've given us, from the plans that you've set out for us. You are always waiting for us to come back to you, your arms. And we just thank you for that. We love you and we thank you. Pray all this in your name. Amen. You may be seated. Welcome to Springbrook Community Church. We're so glad that you are uh, with us today. If this is your first or second time uh, with us at Springbrook, we want to extend a special welcome to you. Uh, if this is your first time with us online, uh, be sure to say hello in the chat. We have our online host available to talk and pray with you. And, and if you're in person, you've got that connection card that's in your chair. And so you can take a moment to fill that out at any point during the service. We'd love the opportunity to get to know you a little bit. Um, if you'd like to, you can just scan that QR code. You can text here to that phone number. But I just want to encourage you, as we move into this new year, there are some exciting things uh, that we have going on. So you want to be sure to check out our website or download our app if you haven't. Typically, as you move into the new year, you know, we're all trying to catch our breath. We got through New Year's. Yay! <laughs> Hope everybody had a great time. Uh, Christmas and uh, had a great New Year's celebration. And so it's fun for this to be the first Sunday of the year to think about all that God has for us. Uh, as we move into this new year, we've got some exciting things. I have a couple things I want to share with you really quick. Um, we have a missions uh, trip coming up in June, and so I know you've heard, had an opportunity to hear about that. It's been on our website, on our app, it's, on, uh, it's everywhere. But we have our first information meeting uh, this Sunday today uh, at 1230 after the uh, service. So if you're interested in that missions trip, if you want to know a little bit more about the missions trip, maybe you're interested in going, you've got kids or students that are interested in going, uh, be sure to go to uh, the website. Uh, you can text missions to that phone number, and we'll make sure to get you uh, pulled in so that you know everything about what's going on with that mission trip. We're going to have a fantastic time. Uh, Pastor Jeff would love the opportunity to connect with you if you've got questions. And then next Sunday, uh, we're hosting a baptism service. So we have uh, two people that have made faith commitments that uh, want to identify with Christ through baptism, and so we'll be hosting a baptism service next Sunday. If you're interested in that, 
you have questions uh, about a relationship with Christ, if you want to start the new year off, it's a great way to start the new year off is celebrating uh, with a baptism. So if you have any questions, we'd love the opportunity to talk with you about that. Our men are getting together uh, tomorrow, Monday. They have a uh, men's power-up gathering. going to be right here at Springbrook at 645. And then they've got a No Regrets conference. So we're going to be hosting here coming up uh, in uh, February. So we've got men's power-up tomorrow. We've got a No Regrets conference coming up. Great way for guys to get connected. We've got some exciting opportunities for the ladies as we move into the new year as well. We've got a Women's Aspire Conference that we're going to be hosting uh, here at the beginning of March. And so uh, you can mark your calendars for that now. You can start getting your tickets. Uh, but a great opportunity for you to get to know some other ladies and get connected here um, at Springbrook. Uh, we have our celebration banquet coming up. We're going to be finishing uh, uh, you know, as we close out 2024 and move into the new year. We have our annual meeting uh, coming up in January. We're going to be meeting at Pinecrest. And uh, if you are a member of Springbrook or part of our core team, you're going to make sure um, to register for that event if you're interested in coming. We're going to be hosting dinner. Uh, we're going to be looking through our annual reports. We're going to be affirming some new elders and our budget for this year. And so if you are interested in attending, you must register. <laughs> and so if you haven't registered, uh, if you aren't able to be there, we'll have an opportunity for you to, uh, to affirm our votes and participate uh, with an online voting system. But if you're interested in going, uh, you want to register for that as quickly as possible. And then we have about 45 people that have started our Bible reading plan this year. And so we're praying for a revival as we look forward to all that God has for us in this new year. And uh, the devotions for that have been fantastic. If you, It's not too late to sign up for that. Uh, you can do that from our website as well. We've got some journals um, out at the uh, Ministry Center counter. We've got some Bible reading plans. We've got some little cards uh, that we'll make available each quarter. Uh, if you're interested in reading through the Bible this year, we've got a lot of great resources for you to equip you uh, to be transformed and be all that God uh, would have for you as you think about what it means to experience new life and new life to the full. So if you have any questions about how we can help you do that, um, please let us know. Today we are starting a, a new three-week series, and it's called Praying, and we're going to be looking at the role of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in our prayer life. And I just want to say this, that if you grew up in a home, you had a relationship with Christ growing up, uh, you were younger, if you, had, uh, if you went to church on a regular basis, if you read your Bible and you pray on a routine basis, um, you are 2% of the world population. The majority of people don't have a relationship with Christ. And even in the context of those that do have a relationship with Christ, the things of this world are constantly pulling us back. And so to think about what it means to pray is something that is really important for us as we think about our relationship with our Heavenly Father. I love my mom and dad dearly. My mom went to be with the Lord several years ago, and my dad is uh, probably watching online. <laughs> But I did not grow up in a home where we knew how to pray. You know, I did not have a relationship with Christ. Praise God, all my family have a relationship with Christ now. Uh, but I did not grow up in a home where we knew how to pray. I prayed the same prayer really quickly every night, typically before dinner. And so I had a couple of things that I might pray. I believed in God. But understanding what it means to have a relationship with Christ and how does that affect my prayer life. Or understanding that we have the Holy Spirit that strengthens us and guides us and directs us. And how does he affect our prayer life? Those were things that were completely foreign to me. And it's been my experience that they're completely foreign to many in our community today as well. And so this praying series, you know, from my perspective, is really, really important. Sometimes our prayer life is like throwing darts. I went to uh, with a couple of guys. We, had a, we were playing darts, and uh, 
I've thrown, I, I hit the board every time. And uh, every once in a while, I wouldn't fall down. But I wasn't really purposeful in my dart throwing. They were all over the place. And, but I actually hit a bullseye once. And so I was like, really cool. I was like, yeah, I hit a bullseye. But I was never able to do it again. <laughs> and so sometimes our prayer life is like throwing darts. We're not really structured. Or we don't really understand what we're supposed to be doing. We just we kind of throw, throw them out there. Maybe they stick. Maybe they don't. We wonder if God's listening. And our prayer life can be sometimes like throwing darts. And as we move into this new year, I'm praying that our prayer life would be hitting the bullseye every time. We want to understand what prayer is and how do we pray and why do we pray and who do we pray to. And so that's what this series is all about. And it's my prayer, seriously, that through this series that we're going to learn to hit the bullseye every time we sit down to pray. But before we can do that, we have to understand the nature of who God is. Who do we pray to? How does he hear us? How does he answer us? Who is this God that we pray to? And so it's important that we understand who he is and how he relates to the different persons of the Trinity. You see, there is one God. There is one God, and he exists as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. One God existing in three persons. And each one of those three persons plays a different role in our prayer life. And so that's what we're going to be looking at. You know, this is a, what, sheep. (laughs) That's a sheep, right? Well, if that's a sheep, what are these things? So we have one sheep, two sheep, I don't know. Sheep, from an English perspective, doesn't help us to understand how many. And so in the English language, we lose, you know, we don't see gender, we don't see the form of the word. And and so sheep in English is, it, it does not describe the fullness of what it, an object is, as a person, place, or thing. We don't see gender. We don't see number. We don't see type, nouns, verbs. We don't see that. We, we have to know, and we have to add words around our language to help us understand whether it's singular or plural. This sheep, those sheep, help us to make it singular. But you know what? That's not the way it is uh, in the biblical languages. You know, English can be tough. Is it, is it one fish or two fish? Is it fishes? Is it, is it deer? Is it one deer? Is it multiple deer? <laughs> is it a moose? Is it a salmon? We have so many words that we, we lose our understanding of the idea of singularity and gender and purpose, those kind of things. But what's so awesome about the Old and the New Testament languages is that when you're looking at a word, you get to understand the gender You get to understand the type, noun, verb. You get to understand whether it's singular or plural, the number. And so we get all of that in the languages. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, you know, Moses writes this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The Lord is the great I am. We looked at that through our I am series when you see the capital Lord in Scripture, it's, it's referring back to the great I am, the name that God gave Moses an exodus at the burning bush. And so the Lord, the God, our Lord, our God, plural. That is a plural form of the word God, Elohim. And so we have one Lord as multiple pluralities in his identity. There's one Lord. And we shall love the Lord, our God, plural, with all of our heart, with all of our mind, with all of our soul, and with all of our might. And so Lord is the name of God. It's the singular name of God, but God in Hebrew means masculine plural noun. It's the Lord our God plural is one. You know, Jesus, when he was in Matthew 22, is talking about who we're supposed to serve and who we're supposed to love, says we are to love the the Lord, 
our God, plural. And so there's a plurality to understanding who God is. And we're to love our God with all of our heart, soul, and mind. In Greek, in the same way, God is masculine. It's plural. It's a noun. And so we have a tendency sometimes to look at the word God and think of God, but we're really thinking of the Lord. And so when we talk about God and we talk about praying to God, we have to understand that there's a plurality to those relationships. In Genesis chapter 1, it says, In the beginning, God, plural, created the heavens and the earth, singular. (laughs) The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the earth. And the Spirit of God, plural, singular, plural, was hovering over the face of the earth. And so as we read throughout Scripture, we see this plurality to the, to the Godhead. God said this in, in Genesis in one twenty six, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the heavens, the livestock, over all the earth. And so there's a plurality to understanding who God is that's important for us to understand, understand as we think about who God is and how do we pray. There is one God. And he exists as three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all throughout Scripture, we see that each one of them has a different role. They have a different role. They're all equally God, but they're not each other. They have different roles, but there's one God. And so we see these different roles all throughout Scripture. For example, in uh, John chapter 4, we have seen and we testify. This is the disciples speaking. We have seen and we testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. And so the Father has the plan. He sent his Son to be obedient to his will, to you know, die on the cross for our sins, to save us. And so the Father is who sent the Son. And so both equally God, two different roles. And then when we look at John 15, we're talking about the Holy Spirit. When Jesus ascended into heaven, he said, don't worry, I'm not going to leave you alone. The helper's going to come that I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, and he will bear witness about me. And so throughout Scripture, we see one God existing as three persons, and we see different roles as they relate to one another, and there's different roles as they relate to us. Jesus has ascended back to heaven. He sits at the right hand of the Father, and the Holy Spirit's presence is everywhere. And when he ascended into heaven, he sent his Spirit. In John 15, we have the Holy Spirit working for us. The Spirit of God has always been present. The Spirit of God we saw at the beginning of Genesis was hovering over the water. And so we see the Spirit of God present from the very beginning. We see the Holy Spirit would rush across upon Saul in 1 Samuel when he, become, when he would become king. We see the, the Holy Spirit working you know, throughout history from a biblical perspective. He has always been present. But the Holy Spirit that was sent by Jesus through the Father is a person that is at work externally in our lives, drawing us closer to the Father. The Holy Spirit is external as a person, at work in the lives of people that don't have a relationship with Christ. The Holy Spirit is a person that is at work externally. But we can ask him to come into our life, and he takes up residence, and he works in our lives internally. And so the Holy Spirit draws us into a relationship with the the Father, and we're, we're saved. And then the Holy Spirit continues to work in us as we live and we work our faith out. The Holy Spirit as the third person of the Trinity, is an important part of understanding how we are to live our lives and it affects 
specifically how we pray. You know, this triad is, is important. There is one God, there's the Father, and he is, the Father is not the Son. The Son is not the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit's not the Father. They are different people, but there is one God, and they are all equally God. And they have different roles as they relate to each other, and they have different roles as they relate to us, specifically when it comes to understanding our prayer life. And so when we think about our prayer, we have to think about this God that we pray to. So sometimes we just pray to God in general, and and people sometimes pray to Jesus, they pray to the Holy Spirit, but from a biblical perspective, from a, we have to understand that each one of these is different. You know, we pray to the Father. You know, Jesus says we're to pray to the Father. We pray in the name of the Son. And so typically when someone's praying, they'll pray to the Father, they'll pray in Jesus' name. It's, it's biblical that we do that. It's not just something that we tack on to say, hey, you know, this is like an extra thing. I mean, we have access to God the Father through the Son. And so we pray to the Father. We pray in the name of the Son, and we pray through the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us. And so that's an important part of understanding the Trinity and how they relate to one another and what it means for us as well. And each week as we move through this series, we're going to look at how the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit relate to each other and and to us. We're going to look at how each person of God affects how we pray. And today we're going to be looking specifically at what it means to pray to the Father. It's okay to cry out to God in our prayer. It's okay to pry out, just to cry out to the Holy Spirit. In fact, we see Stephen do that in Acts chapter 7. Uh, he's praying, he's being stoned to death, and he cries out to Jesus, you know, receive my spirit. And so Stephen cries out to Jesus. We see Cornelius cries out to God in Acts chapter 10. You know, he is a God-fearer. He prays regularly. He gives the people in need. He fears God, and he cries out to God, and God hears his prayer, and he sends Peter to him, who tells him about his need for a relationship with Christ, and he becomes a Christ follower. And so we see people throughout Scripture crying out to Jesus. We see people crying out to God. And and we can cry out to the Holy Spirit. Romans 8 talks about the fact that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. And so we can pray, Spirit, help me to be able to pray. We can cry out to God. But but it's important that we understand what it means to pray to the Father. You know, we are to pray like this, Jesus says. and, and, And we are to pray in the name of the Son. Whatever you ask in my name, you know, This I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me in anything in my name, I will do it. And so we pray to the Father, we pray in the Son, and then we pray through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what we to pray. We don't know how to pray. We don't know how to pray how we ought. But the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. You know, it's okay for us to be able to cry out in this way. But specifically, we want to look at the role that the Father has with regard to our prayer life. You know, we need to be praying to the Father. And I want to share with you three biblical reasons why we are to pray specifically to the Father. And so when we think about prayer, we pray, we open up with our Father who art in heaven. There's, there's biblical reasons why we pray to the Father. And the first biblical reason that we pray to the Father is because it's the example that Jesus gave us to follow. Jesus was asked by his disciples, we don't know how to pray, can you you teach us to pray? 
And Jesus says, yeah, I'll, I'll teach you to pray. The, the example he gives us is, is when you pray, don't heap you know, empty phrases up as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, for you know that the Father knows what you need before you ask him. You are to pray like this, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. And so Jesus gives us a model of prayer. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And he gives us a model prayer. Not so that we can just take those words and repeat them every time we pray, but he wants to help us to understand that we have a a heavenly Father that we can talk to that wants a relationship with us. And so that prayer is not just to be, you know, word for word modeled every time. He wants us to help that understand that, yeah, we have a Father in heaven that we're supposed to be talking to. And so when we think about prayer, there's, there's God and we can pray to God, but there's a Father up there that is specifically to have a relationship with. It's the Father that sent the Son that we might have a relationship with Him. Our relationship is with our Heavenly Father. Our relationship was with our Father who sent the Son. The relationship was with the Father who Spirit draws us into a relationship with Himself. The Father is the relational aspect of our relationship with God. It's the one that we have the the close relationship with. It's the one that we talk to. And, And so we have a Heavenly Father that we're supposed to be praying to, our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be your name. And so we pray to the Father because that is the biblical example that Jesus has given to us when we think about what it means to pray. And so there's another reason that we are to pray to the Father. He knows what we need. We pray to the Father because it's the biblical example that Jesus gave us. We pray to the Father because of the relationship that we want to have with the Father. We get to the Father through the Son. And so we we pray to the Father because of the example that Jesus gave But then we also pray to the Father because He is the one that knows exactly what we need. I don't know what typically prompts you uh, to go to prayer uh, in your life. Typically, when we're in a foxhole, we start praying. There are no foxhole atheists. Have you ever heard that? Even people that have questions about God will turn to God in prayer when things are not going well. And so many times we turn to God in prayer when, when things are not going well. And it's like, we have something we need. It's like, Lord, would you please take this from me? And that's what Jesus did when he went to the Father. It's like, take this cup from me, but not my will, but you are be done. See, the Father knows exactly what we need. And if we want clarity as to what we're supposed to do with regard to decision-making, or if we're going to go before our Heavenly Father, if we have questions or we need direction, we go to Him in prayer because it is the Father that knows exactly what we need. And we saw that in the first part of the, the passage of Matthew 6. When you pray, don't keep empty phrases up as the Gentiles do. They think they're going to be heard. Don't be like them. What? Because your Father knows what you need before you even ask Him. God knows everything that there is to know. He looks down. He's omnipresent. He is everywhere. He knows everything. And he knows every single thing that you need in your life. There's nothing lacking that he's not aware about. There's nothing that he's going to accomplish that he doesn't know that you need. And so prayer is our participating in the work that God wants to do in our life. 
It's not necessarily going to change his mind. And so when we pray, it's like, this is what's going on right now. I don't want that. You know, if that's what God wants to have happen, that's what's going to happen. And so when we pray, our prayer is to get in line with what God wants to do in our life because he knows what each one of us need. You know, when those Egyptians were in slavery, he told Moses, I have heard their prayer. I'm going to deliver them from Egypt. Now, if I had been a Jew sitting in Egypt, I would have thought, well, I wish you had done this earlier. <laughs> you know, it's not always in our timing that God accomplishes what he wants to accomplish. But he does hear our prayer. And he knows what we need. And things are accomplished in his time and in his purposes according to his will. But we pray to the Father because it is the Father that knows what every single one of us needs. There's not one need that you have in your life that God is not aware of. There's not one need in your life that the Father is not aware of. He knows exactly what you need before you even ask him. And so we pray to the Father because it's the example that Jesus gave us. We pray to the Father because he is the one that knows what we need. That's bullseye prayer. That's not arbitrarily saying, God, you know, help me with this, or if you can do this. A, A bullseye prayer is understanding who God is. It's understanding that that we have a biblical model for what prayer is, and it's understanding that that the Father knows before we even ask what we need. Bullseye prayer, hitting that bullseye every time starts with understanding who you are praying to. We pray to our Heavenly Father. It's the example Jesus gave us. He knows what we need, and it's there that we find wisdom. We know what to do. You know, sometimes we want this outcome. It's like a great prayer is, Father, just help me to know what to do in this situation. Give me wisdom. You know, knowledge is becoming, uh, you know, if there's something that you don't know, I don't know what, what, what you do, but I Google it. <laughs> Information is just out there. You, if, there's, if there's a question that you have, if there's content that you need in your life, um, if, you find, if you need to find answers for something, you, know, you can Google it, you can Siri that. I mean, information is out there. It, it's, you know, it used to be that, uh, that information was the thing that was the most important. But what's important now is that we filter out things that are not important. You know, it's not just about knowledge, but it's about wanting to know what to do with that knowledge. In this situation in my life, God, help me to understand what I need to do. You know, I've got this decision in my life, and I need to know what to do. Father, I'm so grateful for the work that you've done in my life. Help me to be able to show gratitude. And so, Father, and so whatever it is, and you can fill in the blank, and every single one of us, and in just a few moments, I'm going to give you an opportunity uh, to write out a prayer request. And so you've got some post-it notes that are on your chair there. And we're going to give you an opportunity to write that out on a post-it note. And then we're going to have an opportunity to put this into practice, the things that we're talking about right now, right now in our right now this morning. And so you're going to be able to write that on your post-it note and we're going to give you an opportunity as we move into this new year, we're going to create a a prayer board, prayer wall over here. And so uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to share those prayer requests. Our prayer team will pray over those. Our staff will pray over those. Or if you want to, you can just write it on that connection card. Uh, Down at the bottom, there's a place for you to share a prayer request. If you're watching online, uh, you can put in there what your prayer request is. And so we want to capture these prayer requests so that we can start to learn how to, how to talk to God. First of all, we want to understand who we're talking to. And then we want to start to understand how do we need to pray. And so we're going to give you an opportunity to do that. But we pray to the Father because it's there 
that we don't just get information, but we get wisdom, what, what to do with what we know and what to do with our circumstances. You know, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father. The Lord of heaven and earth, he's praying to his Father as the Son. I thank you. You are the Lord of heaven and earth. You are over it. You have hidden things from the wise, and you have hidden understanding and revealed them to little children. And so you've got these Jews, these Pharisees that are walking around that want to put Jesus to death. They're confused about who he is, and they don't understand it. And Jesus is saying, you have hidden them because you have something that you want to accomplish. They didn't all know who Jesus was at the very beginning. If it had been me, I would have thought, this is Jesus. Everybody would believe, and everybody would be saved and would be done. (laughs) But God's working a plan out in our lives. You know, God knows who's going to make a decision for him and who's not. And God is working these plans out, and, and he's hidden some things from those that are wise in their own eyes. Because if you're wise in your own eyes, then you don't need the wisdom that God provides. And so there are people that are prideful. They're boastful. They're doing things in their own strength. They're doing things with their own will. And God breaks that down. I don't know if that's been your experience, but, you know, sometimes we just need to be taken down a notch. And so Jesus prays, hey, I thank you that you've hidden these things from the, from the wise people that are wise in their own eyes and their understanding, and you revealed them to the little children. And so we're to have faith as little children. You know, if faith is small as a mustard seed, our, our dependence needs to be on God. So there's a shift that we need to make from depending on our own and, and doing things in our own strength and living according to our own will and, and being wise in our own eyes. And we need to understand what biblical wisdom is. That's the ability to say, how can I take what I find in Scripture and apply it to my life, to my circumstance? That's biblical wisdom. And we get that only from the Father. If any of you lacks wisdom, we are to ask the Father. You know, in Matthew 6, it says that no one comes to the Son unless the Father draws him. And so we need to be asking the Father, draw my family into a relationship with you. Draw my neighbors into a relationship with you. We are dependent on the Spirit of God to go before us, drawing people into a relationship with himself. We can share our faith, but the results are up to him. We need to share it effectively. We need to, we need to love those around us. Give us a firm foundation and, and help us to love others well. That's what we just got through singing. <laughs> you know, we need to love others around us so that they can come to see the hope that we have in Christ within ourselves, and be drawn into a relationship with him. And so only the Father can do that. You know, Jesus says in Matthew 24 that they're talking about when Jesus is going to return, and, and Jesus says to them, no one knows the hour of the day. No one knows when I'm going to come back. I don't even know myself when I'm going to come back. Only the Father knows. There are some things that only the Father knows. And he is the only one that can give us the wisdom that we lack, the wisdom that we need. And so Jesus, you know, and, and James talks about the fact that if you want wisdom, you just, you pray for it. The Holy Father, the Father will give it to you. And so we pray to the Father because it's there that we find wisdom. You know, we pray specifically to our Heavenly Father because that's the example that Jesus gave us. We pray to the Father because it is Him that knows what we need. And we pray to the Father because it is there that we find wisdom. And so it's okay to pray in general. You know, like as I mentioned, we had 
different prayers. We had Stephen, we have Cornelius, as you read through Scripture, there's different places where we see people crying out to God, crying out to the Holy Spirit, crying out to Jesus. And so it's okay to cry out to our Heavenly Father. But if we're going to pray a bullseye prayer, if we're going to be strategic about our prayer life, we have to understand the importance of what it means to pray to our Heavenly Father as the first person in the Trinity. And it's important for us to understand that that needs to guide our prayer time. And so on your post, on your post-it notes, you know, this morning, I'm going to encourage you just right at the top, say, right, Father. And then whatever it is you want to pray. I mean, we're heading into 2024. Maybe you're praying for, you know, something for yourself or for your family. Or, or so maybe you're just, you're just grateful. Our Father who art in heaven, you're awesome. And you know, so you can just write, Father, and then write whatever you want to pray. And then you're going to pray in Jesus' name. And that's what we're going to look at next week. We're looking at what it means to pray to the Father. We're going to look at what it means to pray in Jesus' name. And then we're going to look at what it means to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. All three of those have a different relationship to one another as, a, as one God alone. And they have different relationships with us as we think about what it means to pray to our Heavenly Father. And so we're going to be praying to our Father. And so we're going to give you a few moments. In just a few moments, um, Kyle's going to come out. And uh, he's just going to lead us in this uh, next song. And uh, we want to give you an opportunity to take those prayer requests. And uh, you can go put those up on the wall as we move through the year. Uh, We're just going to continue to celebrate um, the fact that we have a Heavenly Father that listens to us, that loves us, uh, that answers our prayer. And so we're going to celebrate that. We're going to do that each week for the next three weeks. And then as we move into our Exodus series after that, as we move through the rest of the year, uh, that table will be there all year. You'll be able to put post-it notes up on there all year. If there's anything we can pray for you about, um, we'd love the opportunity to do that. Or you can just put it on your communication card. You know, maybe you're looking, I don't want that on the wall, but you know, you got that communication card. Uh, you can text the word prayer uh, to this number. And so if you uh, want to just scan that QR code or you can text next steps to this number. Uh, but we want to help you to be able to engage and, and, uh, and just understanding you have a Heavenly Father that, that wants to hear from you. We want to encourage you in that. We want to pray along with you. Maybe you have questions about our relationship with Christ. You know, if, if you don't understand um, that, that, that you're separated from, from God because of the fallen and brokenness in this world, if, if you want access to that Heavenly Father, if you want to pray a bullseye prayer, you need a relationship with Christ. Muslims can't do it. You can't, you know, only those that can pray to the Heavenly Father know Him as Father because of the Son. And so maybe you have questions about our relationship with Christ. You know, today you can, you can pray, <laughs> Father, Father, I understand I'm separated from you. As best as I know how, I want a relationship with your son. Send your Holy Spirit into my life so that I can begin to live out this life and live it to the full. And so if you want to make a faith commitment today, we'll celebrate that with you with our baptism service next week. Maybe you just got questions about what it means to be on a spiritual journey. Uh, maybe you just want to have a share of prayer request. Uh, you can text that number, scan that code anytime. Uh, and uh, would love the opportunity to pray with you. But uh, we're going to continue just to work through this. Uh, you've got that post-it note. We're going to give you a few moments to do that. If you don't have a pen, uh, we have several pens over at that table over there. And so what I'd like to do is uh, if you're on this side uh, of the auditorium, if you're to my right, um, we want to give you an opportunity to, to take your post-it note over there, and you can put it up on the wall. And then uh, we'll just kind of move to the center and just kind of move that way. Because one of the things I know will happen is if everybody stands over on this side, then everybody over on this side is going to be like, I don't want to go over there. There's too many people over there. <laughs> so we want to give you an opportunity to move this way. And we're just going to move this way. And for the next five minutes, uh, we're just going to give you an opportunity to put these things into practice. You know, put this into practice. You know, Father, thank you. Father, please help me with this. And then uh, we want the opportunity to celebrate that with you. So Kyle's going to lead this in this next song while you do that. And then I'm going to come out in just a few moments and uh, close us in prayer.
you're watching with us online this morning, I just want to encourage you to reach out to one of our online hosts. And I just want to encourage you over these next few weeks um, to be praying that God reveal more of himself to you as we move into this uh, next year. Our prayer wall will be up all year. We'll be praying over that. It'll be fun to, just to see how many people are drawn into that relationship. We, we serve a God that loves us, loves us enough. They sent his only son to die on the cross for us on our behalf. We serve a God that loves us. He wants a relationship with us, and, and he is who we pray to. And so I'm looking forward to all that God has for us as we move into this new year together. Would you pray with me? Uh, Father, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for the relationship that we can have with you through your son. I thank you that you love us, that you care about us, that, that even before we ask, you know what we need. And so God, just give us uh, continued clarity and wisdom as you lead us into this next year. God, we want to uh, glorify you with our lives. Uh, we look forward to all that you have for us. We commit this day to you for you and for your glory. And we commit this year to you. God, thank you for the work that you're doing in our lives. Help us to be able to experience more and more of you on a routine basis. And uh, God, we just thank you for this morning. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Please stand as we continue to worship this morning.
church as we prepare to leave this place this morning. I just want to encourage you. We can go knowing that Christ is seated high. He's in control of everything. As we pray to him, he's in control of our prayers. He is holy and he is holy forever. Let that be what you lean on this week, what you find your confidence in. Let's go knowing that we are disciples. We are an example to those around us. And let's share the gospel willingly. Let's go in peace. Thank you.